0: Welcome into the housing hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host, and I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. Thank you so much for joining us. We're thankful for the opportunity, and we want to let you know that this show is brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group, MIGonline.com. You can contact them at one 800 489 8910 Um, But you can go to the website, get connected with someone close to you, have offices from Memphis to the Tri Cities and everywhere in between. We have 23 branch locations. Certainly would love to uh, plug in with you and and help you with your home financing needs. And um, today we are excited to have a special guest with us and we'll get to him in just a moment, but I do also want to tell you how to plug in. Um, You can go to thehousinghour.com. That is the mothership of all of our information. You can see our shows, past shows, share those with friends and family, Um, Facebook facebook.com slash the housing hour and Twitter at the housing hour as well. So we'd love to uh, be able to have you go join us there and interact with us in any way that you would like. Um, so with that being said, let's jump right into our show. We have Keys Philhauer from Oak Ridge, Tennessee with us today. Thank you so much, Keys, for joining us.
1: Thank you for giving me the opportunity to be here. I'm Absolutely. looking forward to this.
0: Absolutely. And Keyes um, has been just so heavily involved in many aspects of life in Oak Ridge for a many, many, many years. And for those of you who are not from Oak Ridge, there is two. There are two middle schools in Oak Ridge. Um, they used to be junior high schools when I was back in the day, but it was Robertsville um, Middle School now is what it's called, and Jefferson Middle School. Both of them outstanding schools. Um, education is great there. They have great staff. They have great students. They have great athletics. Um, and then you have so you have Jefferson and Robertsville. Those are the two. I went to Jefferson. Keys was uh, from 1968 to, what was it, 1990 that you were the coach?
1: Well, uh, from 68 until about 95 when <laughs> wow. we moved uh, yeah, the ninth grade to the high school at that time. That's right. And as I like to tell people, I was promoted as well to the high school. <laughs> so I moved on and uh, finished out my teaching and coaching career
0: at Oak Ridge High School. Okay, so that you you retired from teaching in 99. Correct. Okay, so you spent a lot of time in the athletic part. And um, we have so much to get to but I wanted to start because you were born in Cleveland, somehow you made your way to Oak Ridge. Can you just sort of give us, um, as the listener, as people that are interested in what's going on with Keys, tell us just, you know, kind of give us an overview of how you made, to, made it to Oak Ridge and why you decided to start your career as an educator, um, as a coach, as, you know, just a person that loves people. What made you choose Oak Ridge? How did this all work out?
1: Well, we may not have enough time to do all of that, but I'll, I'll do my best. Yeah. Uh, I have to say first, uh, the day I received the phone call offering me a job in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, was uh, certainly one of the best days of my life. Mm. But prior to that phone call, uh, growing up in Cleveland, Tennessee, in a small town at that point in time, uh, a great life there, participated in sports uh, through my educational career, Uh, in Cleveland, uh, graduated uh, from Bradley County High School, the Mm -hmm. only high school in Cleveland, Tennessee at that time. Now we have Cleveland Mm -hmm. High School and Walker Valley Mm -hmm. uh, High School, which is all in Bradley County. Mm -hmm. Uh, Went to the University of Chattanooga. people will say, no, you mean the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. No, I mean the University of Chattanooga. (laughs) I was, we were talking earlier. Uh, I was in the actual last graduating class from the University of Chattanooga. Wow. The wow. next year, it became the University of Tennessee at ah. Chattanooga. So, my graduating class actually got two diplomas one that said University of Chattanooga, one that says University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. Wow. Uh, on a flagpole I have in my backyard, uh, I have two flags that fly on that flagpole, mm-hmm. uh, one that says University of Chattanooga, mm-hmm. and one that says University of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little mm-hmm. greater tie to the University of Tennessee is the fact that my son Parks is now a graduate student mm-hmm. at the university. So I fly both of those flags, uh, depending on how the athletic teams are doing <laughs> at various times. Depends <laughs> on which which flag is on that flagpole. Right. Uh, but had a. Uh, great time educationally and others uh, wise at the University of Chattanooga. Uh, went, as many uh, young people do, not sure what I wanted to do. Uh, my father, who was an attorney in Cleveland, Tennessee, and I've always been thankful for this, never said to me, I want you to go to school, get your degree, go to law school, and come back and come into a partnership with me Mm -hmm. i'm sure he probably down deep inside wanted me to Mm -hmm. do that Mm -hmm. but gave me the opportunity to find my way Mm -hmm. and was greatly appreciative of that first year uh, i guess also i did like a lot of students i said well business i'll start out Mm -hmm. in business and kind of just move in that direction but i always had this uh, feeling that Uh, working with young people and I had done that back when I was in high school I had coached and umpired and and, and worked in in that uh, area and then at in college uh, through the fraternity I was in we did some programs uh, working with uh, youth and underprivileged youth and I just always felt like that that was kind of a calling for Mm -hmm. me uh, had always been interested in government, in history, so it just kind of clicked one day, and I said, I'm gonna become an education major, and I'm gonna major uh, in history and uh, political science. Um, I had hoped that my interest in working with young people and my interest in athletics would fit in somewhere. Mm-hmm. I-, I didn't know that was gonna happen until One year I was working as uh, the assistant intramural director Mm -hmm. and in mid-year the intramural director left his position Mm -hmm. and the head of the department came to me and said congratulations you're going to finish out the rest of the year as the intramural director. Mm -hmm. Well, I wasn't sure that was congratulations or they just couldn't find anybody (laughs) else to do it. But that was a turning point because it gave me the opportunity to organize, to put things in place, to uh, deal from a different perspective in athletics. Mm -hmm. So with all that kind of came together uh, as I approached my senior year and into the first part of my senior year. I decided that uh, I needed to start looking for a job so through our placement department anytime an interview came up uh, I went mm-hmm. uh, I remember calling home one day and said guess what? I just had an interview with a school system in California and my father yeah. said California you're <laughs> moving to California I said no I just had an interview <laughs> I said, I'm interviewing anywhere any place sure. uh, the practice well uh, I was invited, Gil Scarborough was uh, the personnel person from Oak Ridge Mm -hmm. at that time. He interviewed me, invited me to come to Oak Ridge uh, to interview. Uh, I did. Uh, A funny story, I came into Oak Ridge uh, across uh, where Milton Hill Dam is, I came in that way. Mm -hmm. And as you know, as you cross that bridge right there, there's a sign that says, Welcome to Oak Ridge. Mm -hmm. Well, I was welcome, and I kept driving and driving. I said, "I've gone the wrong way. I don't even know where am I going. I've come for this interview, and I don't—I'm not going to be able to find it. But fortunately, I did. So I had
0: the interview. Yeah, it's a lot of room between yes. the welcome sign and yes, we yes, a lot of room.
1: I and mean, you can turn and go yeah. today. You can't go through the. Plant facilities, but right. then you back could. then, you could. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I was just driving everywhere, <laughs> but I finally found it. So I had the interview, thought it went well. I uh, went back uh, one morning, one Thursday morning at seven fifteen. My phone rings, mm-hmm. and I answer it a little asleep. I had a class that day, but not till nine o'clock. So you know, I wasn't gonna be up at seven fifteen. until another hour. At yeah, least. at least <laughs> I had another hour to sleep right there for sure. Uh, so, uh, it was George Bond, Mm -hmm. who was then principal at Robertsville junior high school. He said, I think we have a job for you. Wow. And I said, what would I be doing? He said, you would be teaching us government and geography. You would be coaching ninth grade boys basketball. You would be an assistant football coach and you would be assistant track coach. Wow. I said, when do I need to be there? That is awesome. <laughs> I said, "That's is great. I graduated, actually graduated in the summer graduating class at the University of Chattanooga. And that's why my class was the last graduating class because I had done my student teaching that year at Rossville High School. Mm-hmm. I finished on the 25th, graduated on August 25th, was in Oak Ridge on August 28th, ready to go to work. And you talk about being wide-eyed uh, like a deer in the headlights. That was me in Oak Ridge. I, so
0: you waited for three days after you graduated. You took a little break yeah, before you very, actually
1: got started. A very short break. Uh, <laughs> three one, days. Yeah. yeah. One of the first people that I had met uh, when I arrived for my interview uh, was Winston Russell.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And you heard me just say what Mr. Bond told me I would be doing. Well, Winston and I were the only two coaches. Mm -hmm. Uh, Winston was the head football coach. I was his assistant. I was the ninth grade basketball coach. Winston was my assistant. Winston was the head track coach. I was the helper. I didn't know anything about track, but being with Winston Russell coaching track, I learned tremendously. Mm-hmm. So he and I coached uh, for several years together, mm-hmm. all of those sports. Uh, then we started branching out. We got girls sports and added some more sports. And basketball had always been my love. And mm-hmm. so I went strictly with uh freshman basketball
0: so when you look back and you think of how you made it to Oak Ridge first of all I'm so grateful that Gil did call you because Oak Ridge would never have been the same without you and so that that. is a blessing that um, people probably just don't even think about of course everything happens for a reason and those pieces of details you know that that sometimes get left out and that's really amazing Um, but you know you could have you could have probably you know went anywhere and they decided to choose you. And and that's a pretty big job for somebody coming just out of, out of college. I mean, you were having to put everything you had learned right to work, you know, during the day with coaching and things like that. And you had mentioned also in your story, and we only have about a minute left in the segment, so we're going to get to a lot of this in the next segment. But um, you had mentioned in your story about uh, wanting to work with young people and that you had felt that kind of calling. And we've had several people on the show throughout the years. And, you know, Emerald Youth Foundation is one that comes to mind, you know, that people, they just want to work with young people because that is our future. And that's sort of what can help bridge the gap between where we are today and where we'll go tomorrow. So when we get back from this break, I want you to sort of help me um, kind of examine, you know, what it is about the type of person that does want to do that and what can other people learn from it because there's a lot of people listening to the show or a lot of people that are going to listen to the show that really just are trying to decide what they want to do with their future you know what can i do yeah i like working with kids but i also want to make you know maybe more money than what that might bring, you know, that that is always an obstacle. People think, well, there's no money in that that um, piece of the business. And That's just not true. I mean, what do you need to be happy and what makes you happy? So let's examine that a little further when we get back from break. And we have with us in studio Keys Philhauer, who is from Oak Ridge, actually originally from Cleveland. And you just heard his story. And it's very inspiring. And Keys has a lot on his resume. I'll tell you, he's currently the board chairman of the Oak Ridge Board of Education. And did did you mention that you're up for re-election? That's correct. So we want to make sure we get the word out that this is an experienced professional that absolutely deserves your vote for that. So join us right after these messages. We'll continue this conversation right after this. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. Again, it's Kevin Ray here with Keys Philhauer, our guest, and Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. Uh, we're talking about his life and everything that went into him coming to Oak Ridge. And here's a guy who was selected as the distinguished teacher by the Tennessee Education Association in 1976 and also received the Governor's Outstanding Tennessean Award in 1981. And that was just midway through your career. You still are still going. Here we are some many years later, graduated um, from the University of Tennessee, chattanooga and the university of chattanooga kind of has a dual representation depending upon who's winning so it depends on what flag he flies but we were talking in the first segment and we were talking about his his career how he got started and um tell me that story that you were talking about because you know somebody in your sophomore year mentioned something to you about what you were going to do i thought that was interesting
1: well i was in uh, sophomore in high school and my biology teacher mm. uh mr roy farmer uh, I don't know what we were doing or what initiated this conversation, but he looked at me and said, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? And I'm thinking, am I having to make that decision today? <laughs> <laughs> Is my life going to be over soon <laughs> or what? I yeah. said, Mr. Farmer, I don't know. I said, I'll graduate and hope to go to college and yeah. get a good job. He said, have you ever thought about going into radio? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, no. He said, you have a perfect voice for radio. Well, years ahead, I go to the University of Chattanooga. My roommate, Mr. Rick Govan, Mm -hmm. is a part-time radio disc jockey. That's the way he worked his way through school for WFLI Jet Fly of Chattanooga, rock and roll station back then. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had the opportunity to go with him, probably violating some FCC (laughs) law or something (laughs) for me being in the studio, but when he would work his shift... Uh, and I probably shouldn't tell this story, but statue of limitations. Yeah, I I think you're right. Uh, you know, I would be the one that I, he'd let me say a few words on the air, but I would be the one that would answer the phone for call in requests. I think we were both hoping we'd find a date with somebody (laughs) calling in. (laughs) It didn't work out very well. You know, we, you know, we, we tried that once and, uh, you know what they say: a picture is a lot better than a phone call.
0: <laughs> we didn't have Tinder back then. No we, no, we didn't. That's hysterical. I love it. Well, we were also talking off-air keys about um, what one does decide to do, and you know, sports is such a great avenue for adults to speak into the lives of young of young people and and be able to help them and mold them and help them become the person that really God has wants them to become. And so over that twenty seven years that you were at Robertsville, you know, that's something that you were able to do. But talk about your mission field there at Robertsville obviously being a teacher in a in a education situation you know you, you obviously can't pull out your bible but i mean you want to help them and mold them and that's not what it's about it's about helping them just become the best person that they can become and and you had the opportunity where you worked to really make an impact on a lot of kids it's a lot a lot of kids and I know one kid i'm not going to mention his name that you impacted but
1: well you know uh i think there are a lot of things that uh, fit in and i hope teachers as a member of the board of education uh as as i look at our teaching staff my hope is that the teachers that we're able to hire in the oak ridge system are of the caliber that obviously they bring the academic background but they, they also come as a caring and loving person mm-hmm. because I, I, I really believe if you don't have those two qualities as an educator, uh, you're going to miss the boat. Number one, y- your impact uh, academically perhaps will not be as great, mm. but if that student that you have uh, a minute contact with Mm-hmm. But at least a daily basis, and may be the most impactful com- contact that anybody has on that student. Uh, I think it's important for teachers to realize that what they do, they might not see the end result immediately. It might be years before that person re- that light clicks and that person realizes. Mm-hmm. You know, it was that teacher that said that to me, or it was that teacher that cared about me. Mm. Uh, yeah. I always felt like that, uh, and, and whether they will admit this or not, 99% of young people are looking for direction. Mm-hmm. And someone that can give them that direction, along with some discipline, mm-hmm. it will make a difference. Mm-hmm. And in coaching uh, brings that about, uh I hoped as a coach that I instilled discipline
0: in my fiery. players. You were fiery out there on that bench, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> and
1: I, I hope that uh, I showed them that through hard work, mm-hmm. you can reach a goal. And, uh, and if you work hard, and then you do achieve that goal, then the success that you can take from that is self-fulfilling, mm. and, and it can be something that uh, as you go on in life, and whatever role that you're in, whether it's that of a a parent or a spouse or a professional person, if you look back and say, you know, we set this goal when I was playing basketball Mm -hmm. and we reached that goal, how did I get there? Mm -hmm. What did I have to do to get there? It just didn't fall down in my lap. I had to run a lot of wind sprints or man killers as we Mm -hmm. so fondly like to call them I had to be on time. Mm -hmm. I had to be respectful. I had to learn how to lose. Mm. And when I did lose, I had to learn what I had to do so it didn't happen again. Mm -hmm. And if you you can instill those things, I think it's a life lesson. And you can certainly do that on the athletic field because you have a little carrot that you're dangling over mm. those people. They wanna hopefully be there. They like what they're there to do, they enjoy that. But you know, you can dingle that carrot, I believe, in the classroom by making the classroom relevant to the success of that student. Mm. Why are you gonna benefit from this? It might not be that you're going to—I'm going to be very simplistic here—it might not be that you're going to learn 2 plus 2 is Mm 4, but you're going to learn how to get 2 plus 2 to equal Mm 4. That's the lesson Mm -hmm. that you're going to take with you. Because I would bet if I surveyed the people in this room, the three of us, the things that we remember academically are probably long gone. Mm-hmm. But the things Well, that, for some of us yeah. more than others. <laughs> yeah. That could be true. <laughs> but the things that we learned to get us there or yeah. why we're here today. That's right. And that's and that's not an easy task in well, today's time. Well, I remember
0: I mean. Mrs. Witherspoon from Jefferson, I don't yes. know if you Oh yeah. she taught me note-taking and I still have that skill set. That's just one example. Miss Dedrick who was my, um, she did a lot of stuff, but social studies. I still remember her note-taking. And, it, you know, those are the things, the note-taking, how to extract information, how to organize your thoughts and put it into a presentation. You know, I don't remember necessarily all the things that I learned from Miss Witherspoon or Mrs. Dedrick, but those are just two examples of people who helped teach me a life skill that I use today. And that's in junior high school. And then Mr. Alan Sims, who was the, um, the guidance counselor who I saw a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I understand there's
1: a little pla- was a little plaque up in his office. Uh,
0: and, Kevin Ray stayed here, but, <laughs> but you know what? He taught me a lot. He taught me how to be sensitive to other people's needs. Mr. Moss, who was the principal there, who I'd also experienced several times and Billy Williams, the the vice principal about caring for individuals. He used to throw me in the back of his truck when I need to ride home, which he'd probably get in charge in trouble for these days. But you're right. You're, you, you see what teachers can do and they teach but they also care and that's really the double combination unbelievably we're coming to the end of this segment so we're gonna continue with Keith Philhauer in the next segment I'd like to actually continue what we're talking about this theme um, about young people and what people can do what what really is our responsibility as adults and then also I think it's important to realize that you know people who play sports and people who go out for athletics You know, you only have so many slots available on these school teams. So we need to find other avenues for these kids to be involved. We'll talk about all of that in our remaining time that we have with Keith Philhauer uh, right after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray uh, here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. And we have with us Keyes Philhauer. Um, Keyes, I tell you, he's got quite the... um, Resume, if you will. If I were hiring someone for a position of just about anything, I would definitely put him at the top of the list. He has um, done a lot of stuff for Ronald McDonald House as well. He had, uh, ran a tournament and runs uh, fundraisers, um, the Keys Philhauer Invitational that went on at Oak Ridge Country Club for, gosh, Keys, how long did that
1: Thirty-five years.
0: Thirty-five years. I mean, you know, we it, talk about all this.
1: It seems like we're real old, but we're really not. Yeah, right. you know, I that's remind right. people that I started when I was really, you know, that's <laughs> true.
0: And you look great. Well, you thank know, you. he looks uh-huh. wonderful. Um, and I tell you, but your, your list of accomplishments, and I think that they're just things that you've done because you feel like this is what you're called to do, you know, whether it be with the Ronald McDonald House or whether it be, frankly, your time on the school board, 15 years that you've been on the school board, which is just phenomenal. And you have such experience in education and, and teaching Um, and you've taken that to the next level where you're helping to mold what happens going forward. Um, You're running for re-election coming up. Um, Why don't you take a couple of topics and mold them into one? One is, you know, what have you been been able to do on the school board and, and why do you feel that's an important piece of your life now? And also looking into the future, what can we do what can you do? What can um, the residents of Oak Ridge, Anderson County, Knoxville, I mean, because we're all in this together. It doesn't have to just be an Oak Ridge thing. I think your, your, your knowledge and expertise goes way bigger than just Oak Ridge, although that's the people that you affect. But what can we do going forward to make our education system better? Because obviously, there's always things that we can do better.
1: And I have an hour and a half to do that. Is that what you're telling (laughs) me? You're good.
0: You're good at at the sound bites. That's Uh, what
1: I decided to run for the Board of Education because I did feel like with my experience as a classroom teacher, I would have a perspective that I could bring to the board uh, from the viewpoint of an educator who has worked with uh, students for Mm -hmm. many, many years. Uh, I continue to do that, but I would, I would be amiss if I, I, I didn't say that my success as a member of the Oak Ridge Board of Education, uh, if there has been success, is only because I have worked with outstanding members of the Board of Education. Mm-hmm. I've had the opportunity to work with outstanding superintendents and people administratively who have visions that uh, bring forth the right direction for our staff and students. It is a team effort. It goes back again to what we were talking about earlier in my coaching career. Uh, It's a planning. It's an execution of that plan. It's a working together uh, to make uh, a quality product available for our community. And we hopefully continue to do that. Uh-huh. And hopefully, you mentioned running for reelection, The voters will think that uh, myself, along with the current board, that's what we're doing uh, as we move forward. Uh, every year is a challenge on the Board of Education. Uh, you face different uh, mandates handed down by our state legislature, most of which are unfunded, uh-huh. that we have to figure out uh, how we can with the funds that we receive from uh, our local government, our state government, and the few funds that we receive federally, how we can plug those into the right places uh, to give teachers the opportunity to teach Uh and to give the teachers the opportunity to work with every student. And that's really one of our biggest challenge is to make sure that we're giving every student the opportunity to be college and or career ready. And, and that's a monumental task. Uh, a community support of education is critical. If you don't have your community behind you for the right reasons, then your educational programs are gonna suffer. One of the things that we really have to work harder at today, I think, is getting parental involvement. Mm. Uh, you know, and I know, we'll go back to sports again. If you're participating on the athletic arena and you look up in the stands and that parent is sitting there watching you, Mm -hmm. that's important for you. The Mm -hmm. same thing is true in the classroom. If you have a parent at home who's willing to provide some discipline to get you to focus on your academic studies Uh, and as a parent i kind of got left behind sometimes by where my son was (laughs) academically Mm -hmm. and i'd have to say i I just can't help you with this but Mm -hmm. i'll find you a way to get the help Mm -hmm. you've got to have a parent supporting academically as well Mm -hmm. and you know the problem is they'll go to the athletic field but they won't sometimes as readily be there to help them at home That's critical, we've got to have that support today.
0: I think when I look at my son and my daughter, my daughter just started at West Valley, and my son is at Bluegrass. And one of the things that we make a conscious effort of is making sure that they know that we are present in what's going on in their curriculum and in, in their studies and what it is that's coming up into the near future. And again, it's perfect. You, you laid it out there. I didn't even think of it this way, is that when my dad was coming to my baseball games, I, re- I loved that, seeing that. And it gave me this new, just fresh energy and my son and my daughter as parents, for everyone that's listening to this, if they say, Oh, let me see what your homework is, let me see what you're doing, you know, okay, you have a test coming up. I mean, these kids aren't gonna study by themselves in the in the third grade. You know, my son, we're, you know, always doing his spelling, you know, practicing his vocabulary, things of that nature. And, you know, although this sounds like a small issue, guys, these little little children, these little brains are going to grow into something much bigger and take care of our society into the future so if we can help them now wow we've got a great future and that's what you're doing you're helping to mold not just the students now but also the leaders right and and bringing all that together
1: absolutely and you particularly hope that if you do that effectively that a portion and you know you're not gonna get all of them but a good portion of those students will one day come back to your community to continue what you've worked hard to establish, to be the leaders of Oak Ridge or Knoxville or wherever, Mm -hmm. to raise a family so our school system can continue promoting that quality education for students. And it's a circle uh, that, don't want to bring up a Johnny Cash song, but Mm -hmm. it's a circle that you can't break.
0: That's right. Well, we have a West High School graduate and University of Tennessee band member who who played on the field at Neyland Stadium. Mm -hmm. Education and being involved in a band was important to your education. Well, it is.
1: And and what I was going to ask is you're so involved in so many community activities over your life. How do you incorporate that into the classroom to make them become better citizens once they're out of the education and even why they're in school to give back to the community to help? organizations and things how
0: do you incorporate that mm-hmm.
1: that could be for another show another time mm-hmm. but very briefly <laughs> uh, i was very fortunate to establish uh, back at robertsville a curriculum for my class which was then called civics mm-hmm. uh, i got to develop my mm-hmm. own curriculum mm-hmm. lynn Berkey civics, and i talked together and we kind of changed the name of it and this is help answer that question we called it the civics community we started from the beginning of what it meant to be a community member Mm. Uh, we basically took away everybody's citizenship and made them go through the process of learning what it means to be a citizen and then we extended that all the way through we were very hands-on just a couple quick examples Uh, we would learn about the judicial system Then, after we learned about the judicial system, the kids would become lawyers and would actually try cases. The cases would be issue cases, like it might be capital punishment. So one group of lawyers would have to defend capital punishment, one group of lawyers would have to be against capital punishment. We did it in a courtroom setting. From there, we progressed on to what we call living in the real world. And I have kids to this day come back and say, Coach Fellauer, thank you for teaching me how to write a check and to do my income tax wow that's great (laughs) so incorporating that in i was very fortunate to be able to do that and have that type of class but those things can be done across the board in your curriculum as well and that's what we i think as educators and school board members have to work toward is to make that happen.
0: And speaking of um, courtrooms, you are also the foreman for the Anderson County Grand Jury. That is true. <laughs> that is true. So he takes his civic duties very seriously. Um, definitely. That's wonderful. Well, we are coming to the end of this segment. One last segment with Keys Howard right here in studio, brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group. Join us right after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. We're um, kind of wrapping up our segment, our show here with Keith Hour with the Um, The Oak Ridge School Board, he's done so much. He's actually currently serving on the school board as the chairman, the board chairman, and he's up for re-election coming up very soon. He's also um, in the Oak Ridge Sports Hall of Fame, the Anderson County um, Hall of Fame. Uh, Also, he operates some fundraisers frequently throughout the year um, with the KFI, the Knoxville – I'm sorry, the keysville Howard Invitational – is what the tournament was. And I've played on that tournament, actually, with my friend Chad. Um, We had a great time, and I know Mortgage Investors Group has been involved with it. Um, But talk to me in the remaining moments that we have, because we've talked about the school board, we've talked about your career, but your your charitable giving. We don't have enough time to talk about all of it, but give us some highlights of what's going on and, and what we can be involved with.
1: Well, I would say right off the bat, uh, my involvement in giving back uh, uh, is something I learned from my parents. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were uh, highly involved in our community in Cleveland, Tennessee, and uh, I guess I have that gene in my body. Uh, I feel like uh, it's extremely important to give back to those who are less fortunate, particularly when you've uh, been fortunate enough Mm -hmm. to, to be successful. Uh, and some of the smiles that you see on people's faces for uh, just the help that you can give. And you know, you don't do it for recognition. Mm-hmm. You do it because you have a passion for that. Uh, I've been uh, directly involved, as you mentioned, uh, with the Ronald McDonald House. And uh, if, if you're not aware of what the Ronald McDonald House does for uh, the Knoxville area, uh, you need to go by and visit uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it will tug at your heart and you'll want to find out how you can be involved and mm-hmm. uh, I did get involved by uh, starting a golf tournament which is a, another kind of long story but mm-hmm. basically Bean Crosby died and my friends told me that uh, we needed to start a tournament to take his place <laughs> then they looked at me and said <laughs> You don't have anything to do in the summer because you teach school, so you do it. And I said, (laughs) okay, if I'm going to do it, we're going to call it after me. So that's (laughs) why it's called Keys Invitational. But in the course of that tournament, uh, we've raised over $750,000 for the Ronald McDonald House. And Mortgage Investors has been a very supportive sponsor for our tournament. Mm I don't think you won a trophy the year no. that you played. I don't remember that <laughs> real well. But Chad missed a couple of a key but probably. <laughs> Uh But the term was d- being successful, but we just felt like we wanted to try something different. So for the last couple of years, we've been doing an event called KFI presents dueling pianos. Wow! And this year we had that event, and uh, actually tomorrow I'll be taking a check for thirty thousand dollars to the Ronald McDonald House. Wow! So it's a labor of love, Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it's just uh, it's just something I feel
0: again a calling to do. That's wonderful. Well, we are coming to the end of our show, but. Um, it has been an absolute pleasure, um, and I know you and Melanie have known you for years, and my, my parents, are, or my mom for sure, is uh, close friends with your family. And um, we're thankful because, you know, if there wasn't a Keyes Philhauer, you know, the landscape of Oak Ridge looks a lot differently. Um, the hearts and the minds of our youth and the kids that are coming up that are benefiting from your, your leadership on the school board are benefiting from your experience and your knowledge and not to mention that the people that need housing when they have a loved one who is sick are also benefiting from your leadership the 750,000 has could you imagine if that hole was there that's a lot of families that go without so on behalf of the Housing Hour and Mortgage Investors Group and the citizens of Oak Ridge, we thank you for your stewardship and your leadership and your involvement in our community and for teaching us what it looks like to be a true American citizen. And we thank you for that. And we thank you for all that you do. And thank you for coming into the Housing Hour. Oh, it's been
1: my pleasure. This has been a fun time. And I thank you for having me and uh, look forward maybe to coming back again sometime.
0: Absolutely. Well, on behalf of Mark, And our producer, Dave, and Mortgage Investors Group, our sponsor. We thank you, and we'll see you next time right here on The Housing Hour. That's The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know. So come here to find out. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.